Thank you for tuning into Air and Earth, the podcast that lifts you up and keeps you grounded. I'm your host, Melissa Moffat, and I'm here to share some information that I've found helpful in my own life, as well as interview people on topics ranging from self-love of body, soul, and mind, social, environmental, and animal justice, mindfulness, business, relationships, ethics, and so much more with the intention of supporting you on your healing and growth journey as you strive to love yourself, those around you, and the planet just a little more. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Air and Earth Podcast. Today, I have a super special guest. We have Juliet C. Obodo on the on the podcast today. So I'm like, I'm like really excited right now, actually, and I'm going to explain why. So this woman, I was introduced to her a year and a couple months ago. So I actually, I don't know if you know this, Juliet, but you did an open class for coaches, like white coaches who are holding space and about how to hold better space for people of color. And that's how I first got introduced to you. And I took this class and I was like, I love this woman's energy. And then I was just like kind of watching you for a long time, following you. You came in and you taught in Abundance Queens Conference, which I organized with a bunch of other people teaching. And I was still just like, I love this woman's energy. And you, you're, you're a hypnotist. You like are hypnotherapist. You like do all of these classes with people on that. And I was just really wanting to take one. And so I finally, you did this whole weekend teaching and I joined and it was like, I'm like, I'm like, fangirling a little bit. I feel so excited about sharing how amazing it was for me because that experience, the weekend alone, and then listening to the audios, I've been listening to them almost every single day and it's been about a month. And it feels like it's completely the integration process of listening to those has really been shifting my like entire interaction with my business and who I am as a person even, and just opening up to so much abundance and so much like love and and ease and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm just so appreciative on a personal level. And then I, I am excited to share your wisdom and your knowledge. And I'm so thankful that you're here today on this episode. I don't know why I'm tearing up, but thank you. Mm. I I feel like today's going to be a deep episode. (laughs) 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 I have a kind of some deep questions to ask you because your work is really profound. You work with people who have experienced trauma, who've experienced oppression, who have gone through all sorts of things, right? And like, really help them find success on a level that is like really internal and really, really, it's like you you do deep internal work with people that will ripple out into their, their external reality. And I'm, (laughs) I'm experiencing this like alone. Right. And like, I know that you've worked with so many people and you have, you know, amazing testimonials and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just so thankful that you're going to be here sharing some of that today. And so I would love to just start with how did you 
get to this place? Just a little bit of your story, a little bit of your background so people can get to know you. You know, I know you're certified in a lot of different things and you do this deep work, like I keep saying. So how did you, how did you even get to this place? What really drove you to be here? So it's um, funny because like I went to school um, undergrad for psych and bio and I was going to become a psychiatrist and I was taking the MCAT and I just, it wasn't, it just didn't feel right. I just, I don't know. I think it was maybe the, like getting, doing the whole application process. It just, I couldn't see myself in medical school. And so I stopped, I took a break and I started to do um, scientific research. And when I was doing scientific research, we were paid, um, we were paid well. And it's like, I graduated and I have school, student loans, all these things. And then I was working hard, trying to make sure like I was employee of the year, all these things. And I didn't get a, I didn't get a raise. And they said, because like my manager was excited to invite her to my housewarming. They didn't say that, but that's essentially what happened. And so I, so I said, I can't think of my adult life working like this, you know, having a life like this where my, my wealth or my, the money I make is tied to me having to invite people to my home that I don't want to invite, to invite. I just didn't like the game. Um, and that's something I learned in boarding school. Like my, my counselor was like, you have to learn how to play the game. And I was like, I don't like this game anymore. So I was playing it up until that point. I was like, I don't want to play anymore. And so I ended up stumbling into tech sales. So I did tech sales and I moved to New York and I was doing, and I, decided that, all right, so I'll play the game because it paid well in tech sales. So it was like, all right, energy exchange. So I didn't know it was energy exchange at the time and how energy exchange was super important to me and necessary, but I said, all right, so they're paying me this much, so I'll play the game for this long. And eventually um, I got tired and then I started my own businesses. And so I was so used to working hard in Nine, my nine to five. So working hard in my business carried over. And I eventually was making six figures because a lot of times when people leave their nine to five, if they're already making six figures. It's easy for you to make six figures in your business just because you're used to that, seeing that amount in your bank account. So it ends up happening. And so when I did that, I did it in two businesses, but I kept working and it was like I was on a hamster wheel. And I felt trapped. I couldn't get off. Like I'm making this money and I have these clients and I'm just so unhappy and I could not get off. And suddenly I just stopped and, you know, I passed out in Whole Foods and it was adrenal fatigue. And so it was like, my body was like, I don't want to play the game anymore either. Finally. And, and so from there, I started to work on healing, started to work on resting. And I was wondering how to tap into ease. And then I discovered um, Manifestation Babe. And she had her Manifestation Academy, Rich Babe Academy, rather. And it's like, I've had money, you know, I was making six figures in two businesses. So I had money, but it was ease what I was searching for. So I remember manifestation and the process 
And in the boot camp, there was a hypnosis audio. And I actually was hypnotized prior because I needed to help. I needed it to help me with my sales and it worked. And then I also needed it to um, help me with my attachment style and breakups and it worked again. So I don't know why I never went back to hypnosis. And I think because it's like with hypnosis, you kind of see, you feel immediate shifts, but then you don't see the true transformation till like months down the line when you literally don't tap into that energy anymore. You don't do that thing anymore. And you just, you know, it's just very natural. There's no side effects. It's not like all of a sudden, you know, you have a bald spot and you're making six figures. It's like, you just don't, you just see the six figures and you're wondering where it came from. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I need to start making, doing post-hypnotic suggestions where it's like, this is a side effect. <laughs> so, you know, but you really don't know until it, you turn around and you're like, oh, wow, everything's different. And this is why. And so the hypnosis audio was actually an inner child healing audio. And um, because there was a reason why I was working so hard, because I wanted to have all designer things, my two bedroom apartment in, Brook in a Brooklyn brownstone, all that stuff had to do. It had to have the Instagram aesthetic, always hair done every month, everything, nails done, all that. And I was spending that money on that. So I had to make that money. So I had to stay on the hamster wheel to be able to maintain this image and this image where I thought people would be my friend. People would love me for this image and what I could do for them. And so doing that audio and releasing that need helped me release the need to work so hard because I didn't actually need that money because I stopped buying designer things that I didn't need. Like I still buy designer now, but it's not, it's only because I'll love the, the detail of the artwork and I want it for myself. And I won't even like have to take a picture or show it to anyone because it's for me versus for other people. And so knowing the power of hypnosis and how it heals I wanted to offer that to my clients because I was working, my businesses were business funding and um, startup funding specifically and mobile app development. And so these founders had a lot of mindset work to do. And so I was trying to see if I could just like maybe, but they weren't into manifestation. So it was like, how can I do this? I started to teach it and then I um, wanted to make it I wanted to make it stronger. So I did a certification. I moved to LA and I spent the year doing a full certification. So I'm a hypnotherapy trainer now. Um, then I took some more certifications because there was some, I always felt like there was something missing in the process. Like it's, it's like for people that have multiple blocks and multiple layers, you know, and and I wanted to be able to make it very easy for them to get to where they were, to where they wanted to be. So I did these certifications and then I started to create like um, detailed methods so it could work with anyone's mind. And now, and it led to me um, leaving business funding behind because I was so focused on hypnotherapy. I thought I could incorporate it, but it was just not, wasn't working at all. <laughs> like so are you gonna get me money yes but for, but this is how and they're like what <laughs> 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 is, there, is there application process 
I'm like, just close your eyes. <laughs> just close your eyes and the money will come. And they're like, is there an application? I like, what are you talking about? And so it was just so funny. And so I was like, all right, let me just move. And so I was so scared to just move into just hypnotherapy because I came from a science background, tech background, finance, these very like serious businesses. So mindset, just mindset, manifestation, hypnotherapy. It was like, what? everyone, my friends, my family, I was not known to, I was very, I was the practical one, the practical one. Um, but um, it, 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 it worked out. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> so um, yeah. I shuttered those businesses. Um, I'm still a partner in the mobile app development agency, but um, I don't really do much in the day to day. I don't code anymore or anything like that. So it's just been quite a journey. And now where I am mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, I know that it's all because of hypnotherapy. Um, I, I love other modalities, but people always ask me like, oh, is the hypnosis the only way to release, release blah, blah, blah. Well, it's the only way that worked for me, you know? Um, when I talk, like, I know I'm a hypnotherapist, but I also talk about like what is done for me as a person. So when I talk about it and I'm sharing it, it's not just to sell you on my services. Um, you could probably find a cheaper or better or a more aligned hypnotherapist somewhere else, but you should try it because this modality, this is just a gift. And and it's funny discovering that um, hypnotherapy is actually older than psychology. Really? Yeah, I'm in I'm in grad school now for clinical psych, but knowing that um, it's hypnotherapy led to a lot of um, developments, like Mesmer, um, the founder, one of the founders of hypnotherapy, um, just and the the he coined the term animal magnetism. And because he knew that there are these unseen forces and there's energy and there is mental, there's something happening in the mind, the human mind that made things happen externally. Like there's some way to control this. So he focused on finding a way to control it, mesmerized. So making people believe certain things like they're getting better and they're feeling better. And he did until, um, People just said that he was disproved. And then all of a sudden, all the people that he healed started to feel sick again. Oh. Because they took away the That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, Sigmund Freud actually wanted to do hypnotherapy, but he was really bad at it. (laughs) So he was a terrible hypnotherapist. So he started to just focus on psychology. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. I was telling, I want to just say this so that everybody can hear it. I was telling Juliet this before we hit record, but I, yeah, like I did a whole couple days of live sessions with Juliet and it was a group setting. This was at the, was it at the end of June? Is that right? It was at the end of June. 
So this is like a month and a week ago or something. And I've done, I've been listening, re-listening to them almost every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And then there's like subliminals, like things that you can listen to overnight, things that you can listen to while you're working, that there's not, like you can't directly hear the words. But I had felt a calling to to really kind of take a break from my business and find even more of that ease, right? And so this past month, I really didn't do that much at all. I was actually, you know, I didn't launch anything. I wasn't planning anything. I wasn't like behind the scenes doing stuff. I wasn't even like in the front of the scenes doing that much. I was like offline. I was just like camping, you know what I mean? Like, and I would literally, you know, like, this is just an example. I came back from camping. I was unplugged for three full days, came back, checked my email. And it's like thousands of dollars where people had just signed up for courses that I wasn't promoting. I wasn't even online, you know, and I'm like, who are these, who are these people? And then I got two painfuls for one-on-one work. And I, I like barely did anything this month. And it was just, and I can feel the difference, like, it feels like it's starting to set in more now where I can like listen to something and it'll like shift deeper and more like quickly and more immediately. So it's, I just think it's, I'm like, I'm, I'm in it. I'm hooked. (laughs) I think it's great. I think it's great. So I just wanted to say that so that like, I will be a testimonial right now. (laughs) All the links are down below. Um, But anyway, I have more questions. (laughs) The rest of this episode, I will just be talking about how great my experience was. Just kidding. But anyway, so one thing I think, and I didn't, I maybe didn't realize this at first, but one thing that really drew me to you was, again, you work with people who have had like trauma, whether that be in this life and past lives, ancestrally, all kinds of things. And how, how do you... I would, I would love for you to just talk about how you think that influences our past to creating this kind of, you know, easeful success and how you work with people on that. Yeah. Um, we don't realize like, like we, we are avoidant society. So it's almost like when things happen to us or when we're going through experiences, we're all about just doing our way out of it right? Um, We just want to do things to get out of a situation versus feel those things and to push through it, to push past it, or be in alignment to overcome it. So we're not taught that. And so a lot of things that you may be experiencing now, even in business, everyone's like, it's not personal, it's business. Everything is personal. Everything is personal. Every single thing. Um, And so when we try to separate that, we think that what you, for example, if you're in in a group, right, a Facebook group, and you post something and nobody likes it, and you go back and delete it, and then someone's like, oh, I was going to like that. Why'd you delete it? And you're like, oh, okay. Where do you think that comes from? that action for you not to post in the Facebook group anymore, for you to leave possible leads on the table because of something that happened maybe in your childhood or something that happened with um, ancestors where it's not safe, you don't feel like it's safe to be seen 
so you don't go live, you don't post often, you're afraid to share your gifts, you're afraid to share your work, you're afraid of rejection. Um, maybe you'll have a sales call with the client and they don't follow up with you anymore. So you just send them an email. Well, sorry, we're I'm all booked up for the month because you have an avoided attachment style. You know, it's like there's so many things that um, can always trace back to either big T or little T trauma. And, and so we kind of don't realize that. And so then you're just going through the motions in your business thinking, oh, I need to build another funnel. Oh, I need another lead magnet. When all the time it was you, (laughs) you were the bottleneck, you were the block in your business. It wasn't your sales process. It wasn't your branding. It wasn't your funnel setup. It wasn't the fact that you didn't post enough. It was simply you didn't allow it because you either felt you didn't deserve it, that you it wasn't safe to be successful, or um, you felt guilty being successful. Yeah, so all, yeah. Linked. So what is, what is your process then of like helping people kind of I've experienced it through (laughs) through (laughs) doing this work with you right but like what happens then like how does hypnotherapy start to kind of dissolve some of that and then what happens on the other side of that so if so with hypnosis you're able to like bring everything to the surface so the you may be um doing I call it unconscious behavioral blocks right And I say it's unconscious because you don't really know why you're doing certain things or that these things may even be a problem, like perfectionism, um, stubbornness, not asking for help. You don't realize that these were possible trauma responses. So with um, during a hypnotherapy session, we're able to identify what is keeping you from moving forward linked to your past. So we'll go back to maybe a memory or um, an incident or something. And sometimes the memory can be subconscious. Sometimes it's unconscious. Either way, we'll find it and we'll get the meaning behind it or the reasoning, or we'll simply just release it without a reason. We'll just release that feeling now that you're aware Mm -hmm. of it. And once you release that, you're less likely to do the unconscious behavior that's keeping you from moving forward. Amazing. Yeah, I literally, it's, I love that we're talking about this because I, I just did an audio this morning that was about releasing this stuff. And you kept saying, like, it doesn't have to be fully resolved. Like that was something that really stuck with me because I feel like sometimes, at least personally, I can be like, okay, I have to find the meaning. I have to like understand it. I have to like work it out and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, you can simply just like let it go. You can just let it go, you know? So I thought that was so powerful. Yeah, because uh, the reason why um, sometimes we're holding on to it is because we feel like there is a greater meaning to it. 
and that's what's holding you back. So sometimes it's just like there is no, no meaning to this situation at all. It's it's a non-factor. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to go into something that also really drew me to you was that you talk about burnout and you talk about you know helping people avoid that helping people once they've gone through that um and I think you know from from my experience I think I lived in burnout for a long time and didn't realize it I was you know I remember being in grad school I was an engineer and so I was like doing so much schoolwork research grading papers I was also like working other jobs I was teaching or taking dance classes like seven days a week I took choir I took Spanish I was doing like a lot all at one time and I came into my business and brought some of that with me and I've had to learn how to I've had to like detox that over time but it's like I would, I, I didn't like recognize it for so long. Mm-hmm. So I would love, you know, and I think that's normal because like, this is our, our society is like so much just like do more, do more, do more, do more. So can you talk about how to recognize it, how to mitigate it, how to, and maybe in a deeper sense, how to not identify with that needing to be the way things are run and done. Yeah, definitely. Um, So burnout can express itself in different forms. Like some people may feel it emotionally, physically, mentally, um, or all three. So it's like you really, and sometimes you have all three layers. So that's why just taking a break isn't enough because you come back to the work or you come back to the feeling of guilt So when you are doing something, whether it's your business, work, or even like parenthood, you need to let go of the belief that you have to do these things. You have to do these things. You have to do it a certain way. And so you need to work on your belief system. So either you believe you have to do these things because this is the only way you can survive or this is the only way that you'll get what you want or this is the only way that you'll feel worthy of what you want like some people like will have a launch or something or want to hit six figures and they feel like they nearly have to like kill themselves to hit six figures you know you cross the finish line like crawling versus you know, gliding through the finish line. Some people feel like they didn't really work hard. And, you know, it's it's something that society pushes onto us, like show your work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember when I was taking math, like I was using intuition <laughs> most of the time to like answer it. For, I know it sounds strange, but <laughs> I would be using my intuition the issue, and then the math teacher would be like, show your work. And I'm like, but is this right? She's like, yes, but show your work. And it was so funny, you know? And so we, and we still do that to this day. Like, oh, I hit seven figures because I did this, this, and this. Like, oh, you should book me because I'm also getting my PhD and I took all these certifications and I did this, this, and this. 
And it's like, no, you should book me because you feel like I'm the right hypnotherapist for you, you know, based on um, the information I shared. That's it. I could, I could be sunning on the beach and you book me. It doesn't mean that I don't deserve to get booked because I'm going to give you the transformation that you desire. That's the only basis. Like, do you fulfill the promises of your clients and customers? That's it. That's all you should be thinking about. You shouldn't have to like tap dance, backflip into a split just to get <laughs> your, your <laughs> customers to book with you. You know, it's like you shouldn't have to do all this. You shouldn't be like draw blood and energy and tears just to get money, you know. And then also um, money has a lot to do with burnout, capitalism, etc. But when you think about money. People need to realize that you don't actually have to work hard for money and that money. And here's the thing. You shouldn't feel bad about not working hard for money because Mm. the more money you have, just that, that that doesn't mean the less money other people have. Um, Also money is the lowest form of energy on this plane your time, your presence, your breathing, your blinking is literally priceless. Your presence is priceless. If you were to leave this plate, there's someone out there, someone here that would pay billions of dollars to spend five minutes with you. Think about that, right? Think about that. So you should act accordingly. You should act that way. So you not show doing lives every, seven days a week or posting every day or creating eight lead magnets or recording YouTube videos or doing all these things doesn't make you more worthy of making six figures or seven figures. You posting once a month, doing all these things, getting in front of your audience and getting them the results is what determines the income that you make. So you don't need to do more than you need to do to make the money that you want. So letting go of that belief as well. So once you release yourself from these beliefs and then you set boundaries based on how you want to feel Um, how much time you want to have, where you want to be, you're able to really truly not only heal from burnout, but prevent it in the future. Mm, That's powerful. Yeah. I love what you just said about your presence being worth way more than money and your time, a hundred percent. So that leads into my next question then. So how then, I know that you have, over the past couple of years, your business has grown and become very successful. And how does that scaling happen then when you're doing less and when you're really claiming that ease? How can you have useful scaling? Okay. Yeah. Great question. Great question. Because... So, um, I have done over 400 hypnotherapy sessions, right? And 
what happened was um, I was able to identify the 55 blocks to people's success. Now, did I need to do 400 hypnotherapy sessions to do this? No, I really should have done 200 and then I wouldn't have felt so tired. You know, I would have still, and I should have charged more too. So you think about your business, how much money you want to actually make, right? And then how many clients do you actually need to make that amount that you want? And then the types of clients that will pay the amount that you want, that you require. And then what will, then you think about what will, then this, the last part's the key. Then you think about what do you need to give them in exchange for that amount that you'd like them to pay you to make the amount that you truly want to, that you truly want in your business? What do they need from you? And then how can you deliver that to them in an energetically aligned way? So you start to think about ways that balance your energy and ways that fulfill that energetic exchange between you and your client. So then every, so then this way it's your, the energy is going back and forth, back and forth. And then you just keep going higher and higher. I forgot when those things are called at the fair, but you know, like you kind of swing and it goes up, up, up. Every time it swings back and forth, it just goes up more and then comes back down. So you could think of your business like that, of you giving and receiving, giving and receiving. So there's no energy wasted. So you can easily scale. You keep going up, up, up because the zigzag is just going up to the top. And so that's how you scale. You maintain the energetic exchange between you and the clients that you want. So mm. in the beginning, um, if they need more proof from you, like for something with hypnotherapy, I needed to make sure that they saw people like them having success with hypnotherapy. So I showed my clients and testimonials in the beginning. And I didn't charge that much so I can get enough clients and testimonials. And then once I got that, I, I raised my rates. And then I got a certain number amount of people. Then I said, all right, so I have enough people. So I'm going to raise my rates so I don't, you know, overbook. And then I, so every time I raise my rates, I still get booked now. And because the energetic exchange is still the same. You shouldn't feel mm. it. So I never feel guilty or stress raising my rates because the energy exchange is still equal. Back and forth. Yeah. And so that is how you scale. You think about what you need, what your customers need, and then you fulfill it. And they fulfill yours, you know, by paying, right? And or, mm-hmm. or respecting and respecting your boundaries as well. There was something, I think what made me tear up in the beginning was um, last week, someone uh, DM'd me on Twitter and this person has um, was a client from two years ago. They bought, purchased one of my um, little brain training packs 
And the thing is, he actually filed a um, fraudulent charge so that he wasn't actually a client anymore because he filed a fraudulent charge. But I think he forgot that he did it. <laughs> so, and he still had my audios because um, at the time I didn't have the system set up. And um, what happens now, like when, if people don't pay, we, the charge comes back, like the energetic charge, I call back my energy. So you don't benefit from yeah. it or benefit from stealing. Yeah. And so I think he felt like there was no, the charge is gone, but he forgot that he was, he's kind of scammed me. And I actually had forgotten about it too, because you know, I'm not going to focus on like an $80 charge off. And so apparently he was DMing me on Twitter I'm not very active on there um, in the DMs. I turned my DMs off for focus purposes. And so he, I don't know, I think because I was sharing stories, the Twitter version of stories, so I saw the DM and said, is your standard operating procedure to ignore people that pay you and um, for your services? And I said, what? what is he talking about? And then I saw that he was DMing me on Twitter. But here's the thing. I know what my clients need from me, which is to be able to help them quickly and answer questions and respond. So I invested money to have three points where I could have someone to assist them, whether it's late or early in the day. On the website, there's a chat bot, customer service, and then within the actual product, had he Still, had he not charged off, he would have been in the product to see there's the also the chat box for clients to help as well. So, but that him doing that reminded me that he was actually the reason why I raised my rates in the, um, two years ago. Because I said, if I don't want people that feel comfortable enough to try to purchase and then charge off. I want them to debate, you know, I don't want, I don't want to be an impulse buy ever to anyone. So I made my boundaries in the form of my pricing. Your boundaries can begin with your pricing. So raising my rates created a boundary there where you have to kind of think before you purchase my product, is it worth mm -hmm. it? Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and then, he was further and then his behavior now was further proof that I made the right decision to create that boundary. And so then I uh, now, so then him doing that again, I was like, this guy's an expander. <laughs> he has no idea that he's expand. He's an expander, but, his entitlement. <laughs> uh, but he is. So with him, once again, I made sure I was like, all right, so I need to make it tighter and very clear what my boundaries are. So I made sure that I tweeted this is how you reach me because maybe people don't know. I put in my bio how to reach me now. And then I made sure that we upgraded um, the chat box and everything to give people different points to um, ask for help. So the energetic, what I need from you as a client is to respect those boundaries. First with the pricing, no one, um, another instance was someone DM'd and said, do you offer consultations? Um, or they said that the pricing at that time, my one-on-one my -on -one sessions are $3,000 now, right? The pricing at that time was 
$800 for a session, right? And she said, it's kind of cost prohibitive. And was DMing me about my price. I And I was thinking, I would never DM anyone and tell them that their price is too high. Mm-hmm. And I think my price actually, and so to me, my price wasn't high enough because you still felt comfortable enough DMing me to tell me my price wasn't, was too high. I want, so I had to raise my price again to make that boundary where you don't even think that you can even reach out to me at that point to say this. So I raised my rates again to 1500. And so then now I have people that just see the 1500 and say, I'm, she's not kidding. <laughs> she's not playing <laughs> that this is not a game <laughs> this is not a game no game don't, don't DM her I'll there just sulk I'll sulk over there and not even bother her <laughs> so you need to really think about the energy your energetic hygiene and it starts with your pricing and then also you think about the types of clients that you want so my clients the people that I want they believe for me, it's very important that they believe in certain things because then that will determine whether they believe in themselves and the process to make it stronger down the line. So if you're someone that, you know, hasn't heard of manifestation or certain, so I'll use certain terms that may, um, there's a difference between being selective and inclusive. So I'm still inclusive but I'm also selective. So I'm inclusive of my client coming from different backgrounds, nationalities, gender identities, and sexual identities and ability as well, right? So that's how I'm inclusive. But these different backgrounds believe in these things. They believe in inclusivity, first of all, right? They also believe in the power of the mind and body they believe in energy and they believe in manifestation. So when I use those terms and people are like, what? You're not the client that I want. So I'll continue to use those terms. So a lot of people focus on copy that calls in clients. I actually focus on copy that um, turns away some people that repels Mm. people because Mm. it's, it's, it, it does the same thing, but it's a clear, it makes your frequency stronger. I love this. <laughs> I love this so much. I just love how you really like simplify things. You really make it very clear. And like, and I can feel that like in your expression and in your, you know, how you say you like, just the simplicity of, I think of what I need and I think of what they need. And then you put it into place and it's just like clear and a done deal. And because of that clarity, it's like, there's more, I'm like thinking I'm sitting here. I'm like, <laughs> I feel so lucky right now. Cause I'm sitting here being like, okay, I'm, I'm getting some things that I, I can like clean up in my <laughs> business. Like it's really good. It's really good. And I love that simplicity. So Thank you. That's great. My last question, just because I feel this, like this kind of like resonance, not a resonance, but like this, like 
you have this aura of like, you can tell that you are like holding, you can hold energy really well. You can hold your energy really well. You can hold clients. You have, you know, like on the outside, it seems like you're doing all these things, right? Like you're in grad school and you're working, you know, with these like high level clients, you are, you know, filtering in and out, you know, large sums of money, a partner in this other business. And I would just love to know, I would love to hear about your experience of like, but you still, you're still like grounded and like in ease and all these things. And I would just love to hear a bit more anchoring in this conversation of what that ease is like for you, just your own personal experience and your own like priorities and all that kind of stuff. It, it was a difficult, it's, so this, the, who I am now, it, it took about three years to get here. So um, if you're, if you're not there yet, don't worry, you'll get there and <laughs> just keep staying in alignment. And it's, it's really about allowing. It was uh, really about allowing people to help me because that's something I really struggle to do, allowing people to help me, um, allowing people to take parts of my business over, allowing someone to take notes for me for grad school and organize them, um, allowing my partners to take over the business. So it's... um, that's the first step, allowing the help in. And so when you allow, you kind of, you op- literally open the door to your, your freedom. So the door is open now, right? And so now that you have the door open, you can walk in and out of it. You don't feel trapped in this room anymore by yourself because you're letting people in to help you. That means that you can walk out, you can step out, you can step back in whenever. And so being able, I no longer feel trapped. Like I was obsessed with birds. I was obsessed with freedom because I always felt trapped and I always felt like I couldn't do what I want so much. Like I have my bird tattoo. Like I just was obsessed with freedom and now I have that. So even no matter where I am, I, oh my gosh, there's a bird outside of my balcony now. No way. (laughs) I'm like looking out my windows now. I love them. It's so funny. When I first moved, I didn't see any birds. And now like I'm seeing more birds. It's so funny. But um, yeah, I was obsessed with freedom. And I thought like, if I moved here, I would have freedom. If I moved here, if I do this, if I left this job, if I started a business, if I did this, if I dated this person, when it was all internal and it all started with allowing, allowing yourself Mm -hmm. to have asked for help, allowing yourself to receive help, allowing yourself to rest, allowing yourself to take that day off. If you work at a job where, you are penalized or you're punished for resting, leave that job. If you have a client that ha- I had this happen, and I'm speaking from past experience when I had my business funding, who seemed to have an attitude with me going on vacation, even though that their paperwork and everything was being sent in, 
they had an attitude with me having time off in my business. Fire them. <laughs> Fire them. Um, if you have a partner who says, like, why are you just resting? Why are you just having ease in your business? That's not how you run a business. Break up with them. If <laughs> you have friends that yeah. feel like you need to work yourself to death or you have to do all the things, separate from them. So it's like allowing yourself to ask for help, allowing that help, receive help, allowing yourself to rest and releasing all that doesn't align. Mm. I'm hearing in your audios. <laughs> There's one in particular at the beginning and you're like, allow, 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 allow. And it like, it always hits me like soul level every time I'm like, yes. <laughs> like I'm always like, yes, <laughs> I'm allowing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Oh, so Julia, I could talk for years about how <laughs> just like wonderful my experience has been with you know, going through your container and listening to your audios and all the things. And I just really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of this. So we're going to be putting the links for your socials, for uh, your website, all the things down below in the show notes. What's coming up for you? Is there anything you want to share? Anything you want to plug? Anything that you want to let people know about how to reach you and all that kind of stuff? Um, yeah, just definitely, uh, we'll be posting more on YouTube. Um, we're starting, um, to record more videos as I mentioned before the 55 blocks to your success, at your next level of business, whether it's six figures, seven figures, it, the 55 blocks always show up. And so, um, the rest of the year and next year, each week, I'll be um, tackling one of those blocks for the next 55 weeks. So definitely join me on YouTube. <laughs> Great. We'll put the YouTube link down below in the show notes too. Well, honestly, thank you so much. This conversation, I'm sure everyone listening in has had some realizations. I personally, <laughs> you know, like I, I interview a lot of people and because I resonate with your work so much, I honestly feel like I just like almost had a coaching session because I got to like ask you questions that like I was, I, I'm like sitting over here like, yeah, boundaries. Yeah, I can set some better boundaries, like all that kind of stuff. And I just, I so appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your your wisdom and your knowledge. Oh, um, thank you for having me. It was a great chat. I'm so glad that, and I think the message was timely just connecting with you and um, meeting with someone that truly values the work. And so like your the energy you sent to me replenished me really. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. That makes me so happy. And for everyone listening in, thank you so much. Go find Julia. Her work is absolutely amazing. If you really enjoyed this episode, please screenshot and share on your story or send this. You know, you can like copy the link and text it to a friend. If you do share on social, make sure you tag us so that we can say hello and reshare and all the things. Thank you all for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs>